Welcome into the show. Charlie Burris here with Brad Matthews, and finally, after three weeks gone, Tyler Wyatt back with us. You were gallivanting around Europe. How's the trip, sir? Fantastic. Came back alive. Which That's is always a plus. What it was number one on the list. Always a big plus. Hated to come back. Glad to be back with the boys in the studio. So. It's good to have you. This is weird. I feel like we're too close. But it's you, well, apparently this is he- supposed to be my headphone cord is, is short. I apologize. We're, we're really close over here. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> the whole fam damnly. Well, that's the way it's going to be today. <laughs> I kid, I kid. But this it's different. It's I, different. I should say this is the Orange and White Report. Wherever you listen throughout the world, thank you so much for listening to us. We're live on Sports Radio 1180 here in Knoxville. You can watch the show on Periscope, which I suggest highly, or. Uh, you can stream the show online, go to orangewhitereport.com, and hit the Listen Live button at the top of the homepage. 865-337-7615 is the phone number if you would like to join the show and uh, talk about what we're going to be discussing. I'll give you a quick rundown of what that will be now. Josh Smith, case against him dropped. We're going to touch on that a little bit. He had that domestic assault case, which was just him beating up... Uh, his roommate, and we'll talk about what he has to do to make penance for that. Uh, and then Ole Miss responds to their allegations from the NCAA, and I don't get what their strategy is. Uh, and I'll tell you why a little bit later in the show in the second segment of the program today. But first, it kind of seems like everybody's been talking about this, but rightfully so. So we're just going to hop on the bandwagon just like Preds fans. Exactly. Just and hop talk on about it too. The topic bandwagon for sports radio here in Knoxville. Coaches from around the SEC made anonymous comments about Butch Jones. And they were uh, interesting. I don't know if they were, that they necessarily surprised me. Um, but here, here's what they, this was uh, from, I believe, Lindy's. Preseason SEC preview. Uh, anonymous, anonymous coaches, so they can say whatever they want. They're not on the record. This is, you know, we don't know who said this, who it is. So obviously, you know, take it with with a grain of salt and, and at at face value what it is. But one coach says of Butch Jones, when you're fourth, when you're in your fourth year and the defense is that bad, it ain't good. The thing about Tennessee this year. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have a running back. For all the guys they've signed, I don't see any dominant draftable players. I hope this isn't a head coach because he doesn't sound very intelligent. I agree with some of these statements, and we're going to get to those, but this guy sounds like a lunatic. He hasn't done his homework, that's for sure. Tennessee does have a running back. They Their quarterback situation is definitely in flux. Their quarterback but... hasn't been named yet, but you've got two solid options, and I think everyone saw who Tennessee's running back is going to be next year. I don't know what this guy was watching. Certainly, Kelly doesn't have the hype that Alvin or Jalen Hurd had, but yeah, I think the running back, that was a bit of a reach. I think Tennessee's fine at running back. Uh, quarterback, either option would be would be okay, I think. Most SC, most other SEC teams, I think, this year would probably trade for either of Tennessee's uh, number two. I think that's safe to say. And so, like I have, I agree with some of these comments, but this first one, we talked about it yesterday afternoon on the New Central Sports page. I ripped it apart. It, this is. It would make the season more fun if, if I hope the this name. Isn't a head coach. If the name was attached, it would make the season uh, the, leading up to the the opener would make this much more fun. Yeah, we need to get the names on these. It just add to the, you know, the rivalry of this season and everybody. You know the. But you don't get these quotes unless it's anonymous. It's true, unfortunately, but uh, it just sort of is what it is. So, like, like I said, you have to take it for what what this is. It is coaches speaking anonymously. Could be assistants. Could be I don't know GAs. You, you know who knows. Another coach said, "A part of me says Butch Jones has done a good job. A part of me says no. 
Uh, I think he's too concerned with what media says than doing his job. If you win, the media doesn't matter. If you lose, everything matters. I think he gets caught up in public opinion, and I think he's an insecure guy. I could not agree with this person ding, ding, more. Ding, 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 ding. What do we have for him, Johnny? This guy hit it on the head. This guy knows what he's talking about. He hit it directly on the head, and, and good job on, on his part. This is my almost my exact assessment of Butch Jones. The man's insecure. He, he's looking. He's looking at what we're saying. I mean, I, I've said it before. Uh, we, we've it seen appears. members. We've seen members of his staff that watch the show because we can. We can see everyone that watches our our Periscope. We've seen uh, members of his staff watch the show. Uh, we've. I've, I've heard other things. You know, he just reads everything that the media looks at, and it just kind of continues situation to be confirmed. To how, similar situation to how Lindy got these quotes. Someone very, very respected in the athletic department told me a year and a half ago that on numerous occasions he has walked into Butch Jones' office and has seen numerous screens and or radios and or streams playing of local radio, local programming, local sports talk. What are you doing? Hi, Butch. You got to tune that out, Butch. Uh, as as your name is in the the title of this, so you may or may not. You got to focus it. on the process, not the end go result. Co- not go the, coach football. Not the loud noise <laughs> outside the window. We don't matter. We don't matter. I'm gonna denigrate myself here. In your life, we do not matter. All that matters is winning football games. I I've never understood that about Butch, about Butch Jones. I I don't see how he looks at that, and and I don't see how he looks at other great coaches and sees them in any part doing that. Nick Saban doesn't do it. Urban Meyer doesn't do it. Dabo Swinney doesn't do it. I mean, where? what other proof do you need to just say, yeah, I'm not going to pay attention to this anymore? Come on now. I would prefer him spend uh, any amount of energy elsewhere in doing anything, if it exactly. is the case. I mean, I think this bell curve applies to about everything in life. I think the really, really good coaches – Tune everything out. They could care less what anybody's saying or writing about them. And after saying that, I don't think he has continued to do that at the same rate he did when coming in. I think once he got this job, he was just enamored by how many people, how often, they were talking Tennessee football. It didn't happen like that at Cincinnati. You had the Bengals. You had other things going on, like the Reds. It's a big city. This is a college town, and they talk Tennessee football, orange and white, 365. I think he kind of got caught up in that at the beginning. I think it's phasing out now, but still, bad habits. Tough to break them. Yeah, Cincinnati, he could have smacked someone with a clipboard, and it would have been on the back of the sixth page of the of the main paper in Cincinnati, or it would have been you know, a bullet point. Here, if he says clipboard, it's on the front page. And it's all we talk about for 10 minutes. Yeah, it's completely – I do think in, in year four and five – Probably less than when he first got on the job. But yeah, the great head coaches all have one thing in common, and it's that they do not care. Yeah. They don't. They care about winning, and that's it. Exactly. So another coach. This is the the final quote, at least listed here. Another anonymous quote from an SEC coach. Tennessee hasn't won ten games since two thousand seven. No way they should go ten years at Tennessee and not win ten or eleven games. No way. That's an indictment on the coaches, the school, the president. You have the resources, the fan passion, the stadium, the financial commitment. Again, hit the nail right on the head. I, I, I agree completely. Home you're, run. Exactly. You're, you're uh, I believe, according to Forbes, Tennessee, second richest football program in, in America. Uh, how, oh, how, boy. And you're not the number two team in, in America. Of course, the number one richest is Texas, and they're floundering worse than you are. And so. folks... Don't expect to be the number one team. They don't even expect to be no. the number five team right now. But dang it, but at be least in the be, conversation. Be up there. Be up there. That's all we ask is just win an SEC's championship. Because right now, let's be totally honest, winning an SEC's championship means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Florida fans aren't happy. They w- Since when did we say winning the East is a championship? Yeah. That's an accomplishment. It's, it's a very, very good one. It's a title, which I still I don't know how to... Explain the difference, but there's a difference between a winning a title and winning a championship. Yeah, regular season champ of the East means absolutely nothing. Like, I can do this all day long. I'm hitting myself on the back, and like I feel good about it for a little while, but how does everybody else feel about a championship of the East? That doesn't float. That doesn't float my boat. We got a glimpse last season of the glory days. We got back inside the top ten. It had been a very long time since Tennessee was inside the top ten. We were close. 
we need it back. But yes, absolutely, I agree with anonymous coach in that respect. That ten years at Tennessee without winning ten games shouldn't happen. Should never happen. Absolutely. I I'm not a huge fan of this actual thing. Just having SEC coaches kind of talk crap about each other. No, but it's it is interesting because I think it just really solidifies. Like we're not we're not the only ones thinking this. We're our 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 opinion is not off from what people who are really in the know with football uh, are thinking also. Uh, and I think that, you know, there's so a is, lot this, of, is this your polite, I told you so moment? Kind of <laughs> in, in a way. Okay. <laughs> yes. But it, it's just going to take more out of, uh, out of Butch Jones. I mean, period. That's, that's just kind of the, the story right now. You just need more, more than eight wins, more than champions of life, more than, you know, just, Come on, it, it's simple. This is simple. Just I just win. want to be. I just want to be one percent better. <laughs> we, we, we need. To Sorry, be, I'm stopping. I'm stopping. I'm done. We need. Uh, we, done. we need to be about seventeen percent better right now because we're not in a great place. But you know, the knock on Butch was at, was at first could he recruit? He proved he could recruit. Yep. Player development is still just the the issue that I see, and that's the reason that the last couple of years, uh, prior to this past draft, obviously the Tennessee. Didn't have players selected. How much of that was what he inherited? He absolutely inherited a mess. So I think the first couple of years... Which is overlooked often. It's, it's okay to throw those out. But last year was a big year in my measurement of Butch Jones as quality SEC coach. I'm not convinced that he is is a, a guy that can lead Tennessee to an SEC championship and compete for a national championship. I think he can make an SEC championship game. But, I'm not convinced that he cannot. But like I was saying, I, I go back to, with, with Florida the last two years, they won the SEC East the last two years. You get smashed by Alabama. Their quarterback play is horrible. But, yeah, you won the SEC East the last two years, but, like, your fans aren't happy. You, like, they, they kind of want Jim McElwain's head right now. And, and they're not, not at all. Oh, absolutely. The Talk very, to some Florida fans. Talk very, to some Florida the fans. The very small majority. The loud majority that follow you on Twitter is what is saying that. Maybe. 90%, if not more, love Jim McElwain and are very impressed with what no. he's doing. No, yes. no, no, no. Promise Look you. at that quarterback play. Promise Who would be you. happy with that? That quarterback play Nobody's is happy total with the quarterback garbage. Play. That goes to show you the job Jim McElwain's doing. He's had a different quarterback every single year following Tim Tebow. Everyone, every coach has at Florida, yet they still have success. I mean, he was supposed to, he was supposed to be. Is the East down? Yes. But Jim McElwain still walked into the SEC and still went to the SEC championship game his first two years. That's impressive. You can't say it's not. He was supposed to be. The small majority of Florida fans are upset with him. He's, uh, I, I would put it. It's the shark thing that's got him in the news. That's it. It's not the things that are going on between the lines. Not on the gridiron. It's him may or may not being laying naked on a shark, which we found uh, out that's not the case. Not for the Florida fans I've talked to. That's it's just not the case. I know. It's the loud majority They're, that follow you on Twitter. That's I, my opinion. I do think most Tennessee fans would absolutely trade places with Florida's each of the last oh, couple sure. seasons. 15 times out of 10. And Florida fans are unhappy. I think for for the most part they're not happy with, with what they've ended at the end of every season, they've not been happy with the end result. Yeah, because it's happy to be in the SEC championship game. Maybe not game. with the end result, but they are they they like Jim McElwain, and, and they think Jim McElwain is a coach moving forward that can get them there. Well, that's because Jim McElwain didn't step in and win five games each of the first two years, like we've had to endure. Well, that's true, but I, I mean, I personally, it, I mean, I looked at Jim I mean, that's McElwain. A, that's an incredibly cynical take. I. Pre- <laughs> I looked. I mean, is Jim McElwain really the guy right now that you're trusting to take he's Florida to the there. promised land? So how can you say no? He's he not? Ha- no, he hasn't though. He, like he's won the SEC East, but the SEC East has sucked. But he's he's still and, won it. And he's his, still his won it. Like in, in no way do I with think with different that, quarterbacks with ebbs and flows with injuries to starters. He's still won it. He's not taking There's him to no national... excuses, too. He's talking about ho-hos and Twinkies. He's not taking He's him... talking about how he teaches his players to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He's not. And he's still winning the SEC Brad, East. He's not taking him to a national championship game. Did, Did I say McElwain that? Did I say national that? Championship? What, what's your other goal? That's what we're I'm talking about. that the majority of Florida fans are pretty happy with the job Jim McElwain has done. And that's a fact. I never said, not one time on this show, go back and show me the tape, where I said he is going to win a national championship. I didn't. I just, I don't. I see it differently. This is the Orange Y Report. <laughs> Charlie Perez, that's Brad Matthews and Tyler White back with us after a three-week sabbatical. We'll come back, talk about Ole Miss and their allegations and different things. 
And uh, we'll be back right after this. Do you want to have a home that looks new or have concerns with your home's construction? Then Houseworks can help. Houseworks is a locally owned and operated home improvement contracting company with over 25 years of contracting experience. Whether it's a routine remodel or a complete overhaul, Houseworks is here to help. Kitchen and bathroom remodels, decks, patios, porches, siding, stonework, painting, roofing, brick by brick, Houseworks does it all. Houseworks is fully licensed, insured, and bonded, and all work is 100% guaranteed. For a free on-site estimate, give the experts at Houseworks a call at 865-387-0058. Again, that's 865-387-0058. Professional services, affordable prices, Houseworks. RM Motorworks, Knoxville's premier automotive specialist, strives to provide an unmatched customer service experience while offering quality repairs, maintenance, and performance modifications at a competitive price. All of RM Motorworks technicians are factory trained and ASE certified to diagnose and repair your European, Italian, and American makes like BMW, Mini Cooper, Mercedes, Audi, Porsche, Maserati, as well as GM, Ford, Dodge, Volkswagen, and many other makes and models. Whether you're looking for maintenance, performance upgrades, or a lift kit for that new pickup, RM Motorworks does it all. We're your one-stop shop for all of your automotive needs. Located at 3110 Henson Road, Suite 2, just off of Middlebrook Pike. Online at rmmotorworksknox.com or at 865-247-4068. Again, that's 865-247-4068. RM Motorworks, the one-stop shop for all of your automotive needs. For our troops and their families, the military is more than a career. It's a journey. And every step along the way, the USO is there. It's an experience that that soldier will never forget. That's what the USO does. Be a part of their journey. Donate today at USO.org. Pathway Auto and RV, East Tennessee's premier motorhome, fifth-wheel travel, trailer, truck, camper, and RV dealership. Whether you're in the market for a new or new-to-you RV or travel trailer, Pathway Auto and RV should be the one-stop you make for all of your recreational vehicle needs. Pathway Auto and RV also offers a state-of-the-art facility that's capable of handling all types of RV repair service and total reconditioning. Our certified technicians will treat you and your RV with respect. Whether you have electrical problems, brake issues, body damage, or simply want that state-of-the-art satellite system installed to catch the next big game, Pathway Auto and RV should be the one-play call you make for all of your RV needs. With more than 60 combined years of service and sales experience, the team at Pathway Auto and RV understands customers like no one else can. Conveniently located off of I-40 and I-75 at Watt Road, exit 369, online at pathwayautorv.com or 865-332-0912. Again, that's 865-332-0912. Get back on the road again. Pathway Auto and RV. Don't hate us because we're sexy. Like us because we're on Facebook and we need the attention. New Sports Radio 1180, the VLZ at sportsradio.net. on the Orange Wire Report on your Wednesday. Ole Miss responds to their NCAA violation allegations. Are they finished yet? <laughs> it seems like we're, we're getting there maybe. Maybe in time. It's a lot of things to respond to. Yeah. <laughs> They've had a lot of stuff levied against them. But uh, and, and among them are some major allegations. The, the biggest one that's kind of come out is something like $10,000 to a recruit who ended up going to Mississippi State. Uh, and he has sold them down the river completely. Leo Lewis is the kid. He is playing in Mississippi State currently. Um, and the thing that I don't get with Ole Miss and these allegations. How does that work? With the kid gets complete immunity uh, and just 
laid out everything that it's happened the with the biggest Ole Miss. rat in old. I mean, essentially. History. So if you're the top dual threat quarterback in the country, you you get it down to Florida and Texas or Tennessee, whoever the bidding war starts. You accept cash from one school, spurn said school, go to another school with immunity and take the cash. Sure. I think we're going to see this. Why not? <laughs> Just I want to see more of this. Yeah. I want to see the if, kids take a stand and say, you, you know can what? do it. We'll get the cash somehow. Do it. Uh, but the way they're handling this is it just makes no sense to me because they're, they are standing so firmly beside Hugh Freeze. And, and Dan Wilkin of USA Today wrote a whole article about this, I think. A lot of people think Dan Wilkin's a clown. I think he actually did, did a pretty good job with this one. Um, but he just he talks about they're really sticking with Hugh Freeze, and for what? Like that's their guy, and they're going down swinging. Is is that where Ole Miss football is at? Because Hugh Freeze has been yeah he beats Alabama twice. He's won a Sugar Bowl, but otherwise, real quick, you take School X. Do you take Jim McElwain or Hugh Freeze, Charlie? Oh jeez, probably McElwain. I don't know. Yeah, I Hugh, so. I've always felt like Hugh Freeze got held up by his assistants. He's had really good assistants. Um. But Hugh Freeze, just a couple of things. In, in over his head completely. Blatantly cheats uh, recruiting players. I mean, if, if you're going to do the things that he did at Ole Miss, at least do it a little more discreetly. I think the one that I always look at is Laquan Treadwell. At least represent the West in the SEC championship game. <laughs> at, at the very least. Like, just once. Yeah, you want to even... Guys, Alabama's good, but they're not unbeatable. Yeah. Clemson did it. Clemson got beat by Pittsburgh. I will say that probably 10 or 12 more times before the season starts again. He's, he's 39. This is not a machine. And yet, Ole Miss is treating Hugh Freeze like he's the next coming of Wes Miles or insert 1B coach in the SEC West. He is 39 and 25 at uh, Ole Miss. 19 and 21 in the SEC. He has a losing record against um, Dan Mullen in Mississippi State. Um, Our number two coach in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, like, you got absolutely smacked across the face by Mississippi State last year. Had a losing season. Went 5-7, and seven, and they are just... You lost a Vanderbilt by, what, 20? Like, and they're just like, please don't go, Hugh. Please. Why? Fire the guy, and the NCAA will go so much easier on you. Truly. Fire him. Fire Ross Bjork, the AD. At this point, they go that much easier? I think they would. I mean, not now. You're way too deep into it. It, it wouldn't so do saying, anything like, now. You've stuck with him to this point. Yeah, I mean, you got to do it now. You're in for the long haul. Why didn't they just fire him, though? Five and seven? Just can the I mean, guy. This type of situation is preventing kids from an enrolling that are like, you know, MBAs or, you know, engineers. Nothing to do with athletics. They see this in the news and just so much bad pub. This is probably hurting their enrollment numbers. Absolutely. It's getting to that point because how long have we been talking about Ole Miss? It's how been, it's, long? It's been under, they've been under investigation for five years. Yeah. This started in 2013. I mean, you got, you got a kid in Laquan Treadwell from the south side of Chicago to come to Ole Miss. We're not idiots. I mean, these things stick out where you say, huh? What? No. Hey, Treadwell's going to have a big second year. <laughs> Mike Zimmer likes to bring the rookies along early. Hey, LaCroix Treadwell is great. Very slowly, excuse me. <laughs> but he's not going to Ole Miss without some kind of encouragement. I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who? The, the kids that go to Ole Miss in Mississippi State are from Mississippi. They're from Memphis. They're from Alabama. They get some out of the mid-state. Sometimes, sometimes. They Talking about Tennessee, Nashville area. And Nick, this, Nick Fitzgerald. This entire investigation started with the women's basketball program. It was not even a focus yep. on the football team. Football and track and field came as they dug deeper into the wormhole in his old Miss. They said, oh, not only is the women's basketball <laughs> program <here>. rogue, <laughs> there seems to be a trail that leads to all the other Let's programs. Let's be real, though. Y'all have been to Oxford, right? I have, yeah. Several times. times. Yeah. Nice place. You know, yeah, all the, right. the Grove is fun. In okay. the middle of absolutely nowhere. Place to spend a week. Okay, and that's my point. Quiet weekend, watch a football game, and then you get the hell out of town. You go absolutely. to Oxford and you're not on campus, you feel like you could get lost, Right. You feel like you could get lost in that place if you didn't have a smartphone. It's in the middle of nowhere. I feel like I could get away with a lot, too, if I was down there. I think <laughs> I could get away with a lot. Back there in the woods. Yeah. 
That's what Donnie. Like, that's what Donnie Tindall was thinking in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I think so. Probably. Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Nothing going on there. Uh, yeah. Five years investigation. I you could can, even you, use my school email account. Down you can here. go to any school, any of the one twenty six, one twenty eight hour me football teams we're going to have this year, and and look for five years. And what are you going to find? You're going to find a lot, a oh, lot of sure. dirt on a lot of different uh, people within the program. A lot of people will know. Five years, you can find anything on anybody. Absolutely. Because that, that's the thing with Ole Miss is you just got caught. Like, Hugh Freeze is just an idiot. Just can him. Get rid of him. Like, you could get your old bit. Like, now, Hugh Freeze made the Ole Miss program better. Uh, genuinely. Now, he made it toxic, but they're better at football. Uh, it's kind of like McDonald's. It's really good for a little while, but it's going <laughs> to ruin your start, body. Until it starts to kill you. Yeah. And it's, it's, Eventually, <laughs> your kidneys and your liver are going to say... Imagine <laughs> Ole Miss and the entire Oxford community are on the Super Size Me plan right now. And now they're I mean, full-fledged buying into it with, with Hugh Freeze not going anywhere. I think it's tough. You know, you don't want to see any school go through this, but as bad as Ole Miss has been, guys, and with these questionable decisions to stick with Hugh Freeze, I don't think they hold a candle to what we still haven't learned about Art Bryles, Baylor, and everything that's been going on at Waco, Texas. I've told you before. I'll say it again. People have said, no, no, that's too harsh. It's too rough. No, the death penalty is coming to Baylor. It is coming. It might be in a reformed way since the SMU deal and all of that, but a death penalty type of punishment is coming that direction. And it will be two or three years before anything is ever handed down. Because of what you said earlier. We've been investigating, or the NCAA has been investigating Ole Miss for how long? Almost five years, if not more. It's sad, but it's true. It's, it's, just a, it's a totally different situation, though. I, I, it is, but it, they're similar in the same form. How, how close is the Ole Miss, uh, I guess we can say scandal, what, what's going on at Ole Miss and with Louisville with Patino? I'm a, I like Patino. I'm a Patino guy. You and I have that. I did, yeah. Very similar in that there were a lot of things going on underneath Hugh Freeze. Maybe he I'm, – I'm assuming that every head coach should know about what's going on. At least you get a report, hey, here's what's going on. I don't want to know about it, but we're telling you. Are Louisville and Ole Miss close? Because Louisville decided to, to self-impose and try to step ahead. I believe that Jurich is one of the best uh, guys to run any type of, of university in terms of improving sports and making money. Louisville and Ole Miss, close? I think they're close. Yes. I like that comparison. They're, I mean, they're both singing the same song in that they're both like, well, our coaches didn't know. Now, in, in the sense of Louisville, Rick Pitino in no way is any kind of clean guy. He's a total sleazebag. I, I mean, I've, I've been a pseudo fan because of my dad and, and different things at Louisville. Um, but he, I'm not going to pull any punches. Patino is, is I can't pretty help gross. but grin whenever you talk bad about Louisville. It's I mean, just I, fun. He's gross. He, he's a mob boss. He's Teflon Don. And... Uh, but in this case, I genuinely think he has a limit. He's not going to get prostitutes for these guys. He doesn't have to get prostitutes. I think if he knew about it, he would have said, all right, we don't need prostitutes. Like, just don't do that. With Hugh Freeze, if you don't know your guys are giving kids money, you're an idiot. Is the leash longer because you are you know, Hall of Fame coach? When totally. Lowell dealt with this, it's, the name oh, yeah. is so much – it carries no so much more it. weight than – than a guy like Hugh Freeze. Absolutely. I mean, I mean you, you look at Donnie Tindall, as you mentioned, 10-year show cause for letting uh, his, his GAs go take tests for kids. Rick Pitino Which is, has strippers. I mean, that's sick. And he's in no way is he going to get get any kind of punishment. <laughs> like, Rick's fine. Uh, and it wasn't, like, you say strippers. It wasn't just strippers. It was prostitutes. It was coming into a campus yeah. dorm. Yeah, the, it's like, bad. It's, it's bad. like your room or your level floor RA, RN, whatever you want to call them. They knew what was going down. Here, they turned a blind sleep eye. Sleep with these underage kids that we we're trying to get to come. Yeah, that's another that's thing a, that doesn't know, get talked about as much. Let's go. Let's go <laughs> get this woman, and we know she has two daughters in the business. Like it's just, it's filthy, sick, gross, nasty. Makes your skin crawl, nasty, gross. Absolutely, but I, yeah, I do think they're they're similar. But but hey, if you win. And see, like, if I'm, you win, I, I'm of the persuasion, like, at the end of the day, I think it's dumb that these are the NCAA rules. Uh, and so I, 
I have a problem going all the way back there, but if we're just gonna if we're gonna follow the NCAA rules and, and I'll just work within those parameters, I mean Ole Miss is just a dumpster fire right now. They don't know what they're doing. They've mishandled this in every way possible. I mean, just fire Hugh Freeze. It's that easy. Just fire him. I think <laughs> I think uh Ole Miss is that little hole in the wall restaurant that's on the opposite end of very good. It's just like, oh gosh, this is a hole in the wall for a reason. I don't want to come back. At Louisville, kind of like the bathroom in that place that hasn't been cleaned in a year and a half, two years. And then you get to a Baylor. That's an absolute dumpster fire. It's with, the dumpster out back that's exploded into flames. Yeah, with potential like corpses in it. Yeah. I, I do have an issue that they're waiting until September to have the hearing. You've been yeah. investigating for five years. Hurry up with it. I understand that Hugh Fre- that, that the NCAA does not, uh, you know, Hugh Freeze is not their favorite guy right now. But for the sake of the the greater good, which is the university and it moving forward and however it has to, to do so, you've got to settle this before football season starts because its focus is mostly the football program. I mean, it is the university as a whole. You can do this before September. Ole Miss responded in a 125-page report yesterday. You, you're telling me in the next three months you can't sit down and get this finished before the start of football season? That's what I hate with all of that. Not that Hugh Freeze maybe deserves that, or, or but, but I do think that the, the NCAA in, in kind of watching over one of their babies, which is a, a, a member school, you should, should try to, uh, to get this done. I mean, it, it's kind of like with North Carolina. Like It's almost felt like the NCAA is just pushing it off, just like, oh, well, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal Eventually, with it. Eventually, they will forget it. about this, and then we can release yeah. our stuff, and it'll just go away. It's And, and Ole Miss, nobody's forgetting about, about this. It's just you're on both sides. Ole Miss and the NCAA are way too deep in it, this now. It, if Tunzel hadn't been involved in the way that he was in front of you know cameras and in the middle of the draft, would it have made it easier for Ole Miss to get around it? Obviously, what he did was... They made it so high profile. I think th- I think they would have escaped. I think the self-imposed uh, punishment would have been enough. That's Probably an scholarship point. productions, but the fact that Tunzel was on you know national TV in front of millions of people, it it way ruled worse. it ruled that night of the draft. I mean, it was all anybody was talking about. That's a good point. It wasn't just a it wasn't just a joint in the sock, man. That guy was engulfing his entire face <laughs> well, in then, marijuana. But smoke. then he tweeted out pictures of. Uh, yeah, I allegedly yeah, text between himself and a coach and him getting money for his mom's electric bill or whatever. No. I don't know. Interesting stuff. I could talk about that all day. Old Miss. Stop being stupid, old Miss. That's the bottom line. All right. Charlie Burris, Brad Matthews, Tyler White here on Sports Radio 1180. This is the Orange and White Report. Stay with us. Do you want to have a home that looks new or have concerns with your home's construction? Then Houseworks can help. Houseworks of Knoxville is a locally owned and operated home improvement contracting company with over 25 years of contracting experience. Whether it's a routine remodel or a complete overhaul, Houseworks is here to help. Kitchen and bathroom remodels, decks, patios, porches, siding, stonework, painting, roofing, we do it all. Houseworks is fully licensed, insured, and bonded, and all work is 100% guaranteed. For a free on-site estimate, give the experts at Houseworks a call at 865-387-0058. Again, that's 865-387-0058. Professional services, affordable prices, Houseworks. Hey, volunteers. Take advantage of a great opportunity to be a part of a professional golf event by volunteering to help with the new Sentinel Open presented by Pilot. The tournament offers a week of fun and interaction with golfers, golf fans, fellow volunteers, and web.com tour officials. Many jobs are available, some in the sun, some in the shade, and some indoors. It's your choice. Dates this year are for August 14th through the 20th. Pick your days, pick your shifts, and pick your job. Volunteers are provided with a t-shirt, hat, Meals and tickets. For complete details on the variety of jobs available and how to register, visit www.knsopen.com. Pathway Auto and RV, East Tennessee's premier motorhome, fifth wheel, travel, trailer, truck, camper, and RV dealership. 
Whether you're in the market for a new or new-to-you RV or travel trailer, Pathway Auto and RV should be the one stop you make for all of your recreational vehicle needs. Pathway Auto and RV also offers a state-of-the-art facility that's capable of handling all types of RV repair service and total reconditioning. Our certified technicians will treat you and your RV with respect. Whether you have electrical problems, brake issues, body damage, or simply want that state-of-the-art satellite system installed to catch the next big game, Pathway Auto and RV should be the one play call you make for all of your RV needs. With more than 60 combined years of service and sales experience, the team at Pathway Auto and RV understands customers like no one else can. Conveniently located off of I-40 and I-75 at Watt Road, exit 369, online at pathwayautorv.com or 865-332-0912. Again, that's 865-332-0912. Get back on the road again. Pathway Auto and RV. Hello to the entire Big Orange Nation. The new Sports Radio 1180, the VLZ, at sportsradiothevlz.net. Josh Smith, Tennessee wide receiver, has the charges of domestic assault against him dropped. And it's all part of a deal with the uh, the plaintiff in the case, or the victim, or I guess. It, 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 he was a victim and a, a plaintiff. He tried to file a lawsuit against the Smith family, and then he was also the victim of Josh Smith's brutal beating. <laughs> this is not funny. I'm sorry that I, I laughed at that. That's hey, bad. you shouldn't laugh. <laughs> My my apologies. And, uh, and it's like, I'm not trying to... I just want to clarify for anybody, like, just in case there's a first-time listener out there just now hearing about this. It's not like Josh Smith just found this kid and just started whooping his ass on the side of the street. Yeah. It, it was they a, lived together. It was, you know, lifelong friends. Got into a little incident in their own home. And it wasn't just like, you, you, you look weird. You're about to get some. Yes. It, I mean, it was... And they were both heavily intoxicated. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo, that type of deal. It was a whole thing. So this kid threatens a $3 million lawsuit against Josh Smith's family. None of that is disclosed whether or not Smith's family settled with the guy, paid his hospital bills or something. Like they, None of that has come out. Maybe that happened. Maybe it didn't. Uh, but the kid... Uh, this uh, Kennedy Foster is the, the dude that ended up on the, the wrong end of this beating. And on his urging, this case is, is being dropped. Josh Smith will get 40 hours of community service and will have to pay a little over $300 in court costs. And he's, uh, he's out of there. He's bouncing out, and he's just fine. I think this is pretty much what we all thought was going to happen. It's kind of a simple case. And so... I said Troy Provost Heron yesterday on the New Central Sports page. Do the community service hours. Go through everything else you have to do legally. Is that it for Josh Smith, or is there, you know, an internal punishment with Butch Jones, or is you know something else? More, I'd have to more think extravagant uh, coming this way. I don't think it's going to be suspension, but I think no. it's probably extra. Because I know he's been around for a while. He's a Knoxville product, but Josh Smith, I think, is very important to this wide receiver position this coming season with a lot of youth, a lot of talent, guys that are more talented than Josh Smith, but have nowhere near the experience. He brought a bunch of undue. Th- Bad publicity on Tennessee. Uh, I mean, there, there's no doubt about that because it got obviously got blasted out. Sh- you know, shout out to Go Vols Extra with the headline: jo- Tennessee wide receiver accused of domestic assault, and everybody hopped on it. It was national news. You, you know, we talked about it. It was like on the top of Yahoo Sports for a day. You clicked college football section on ESPN. It was the second story all day. Yeah. I mean, it's it was definitely a thing. I think there there's going to be some kind of punishment. I would. I would think, but uh, I don't think we'll we'll hear about it. No, he'll run a lot of laps. He'll carry a lot of crap around. He's not going to miss a game. It, just, just be be very careful when you're running, and that man just went under the knife for a double groin surgery. So it's true. He that's he did let it out of all. Let him limber up so. before he starts running stadium steps, kneeling. Yeah. But uh, and to Butch Jones's credit, 
it, obviously we we kind of gave him a hard time in the first segment of the show with the things that SEC coaches said about him. But uh, he, with in terms of punishing players, uh, he has been very serious about that. He does not take these things lightly, uh, especially when it came to the sexual assault and and all of those different things. I think that was that was one of the reasons the the I title. Think he's been lawsuit. very impressive in that form. G- genuinely, that's that's why my my biggest problem with that Title Nine lawsuit was a lot of people ripping, but Sean's I was like, he's actually been good about that. Oh, he's much better than. Than most. Oh yeah. My biggest thing was some of the guys involved, and then later involved in other incidents, questioning you know their their personalities just as as human beings. These these were individuals he took to SEC media days after his first full season at Tennessee. So how much he talked about the you know the relationship and and the culture and talking about how. He wants to get these individuals to the next step in life, whether it's on the field or in another form or fashion. And then all three of those get caught up in some type of trouble. Speaking of A.J. Johnson and Kermit, Matt Crowder. Just, Matt Crowder being the worst. Yeah, well, well I mean, nah, that's not necessarily true. They're all very bad, but Matt Crowder is but still, it's the just most like, offensive, maybe. I remember stuff like that. Doesn't necessarily. I'm not saying Butch Jones is a bad person, but with how much he talks about establishing relationships and knowing how these kids that he's recruiting tick, and knowing what they, you know, what drives them, their passions, I want to see, you know, more a more diligent process there. But I think that's been occurring the last few seasons. Butch is one of those guys. Everyone, you have one of those, one of your friends who just tries to help out people and tries to go above and beyond and tries to do all of the right things and just kind of always gets gets bad luck. You know, something bad always happens to that type of guy. That's what I look at when I see Butch Jones. I see a guy who I think genuinely is a really good guy. I'm not, not I mean, football out of the equation. Really good human being. I think he means well. Tyler, I agree with you. And I think he he gets in front of the mic and he wants to say all these things that will bring positivity back to Tennessee, and it ends up biting him in the ass. It really because he, I think he's just an unlucky guy. It really he's a seems good guy, that way. Yeah. but I think he's because you. I think that's a good take. People that I've people that I've talked to uh, that have that have met like had dinner with Butch Jones, met with him outside of the context of talking to media, like on a very personal level, say that he's exactly the same way. <laughs> on a personal level, that he is, as he is in a press conference, he is just that guy. He just the the cheesy things that he says, and just being. I I think because you're I think right. he believes those cheesy things. There's I, nothing yeah, wrong with I do. that. It's just a lot of people don't like hearing cliches. You just have to have the discernment to know what's going to ring a certain way with fans and and, and the media. Gonna, it's going to be perceived differently when someone's reading it in an article in the newspaper or, or online. And not hearing you talk about it with the passion coming from Butch's voice, talking about, you know, I want to get these guys to be champions of life. Yes, we aspire to get champions, you know, championships on the field with rings and trophies and all of that. But championships in life, a champion in life moving forward, that's what I want for all of my players. When you break that quote down and find out what it really means, I love it. You should love it. Coming from your football coach, I, but when you read it in an article, it sounds cheesy as heck, and you don't want anything to do with it. I promise you, if Tennessee wins a national championship under Butch Jones, there will be hundreds of photo frames of Butch kneeling at Georgia on the field with some Champion some quote. There will be Butch and you know being carried off the field after a national championship with another one of the of the quotes. It, I mean, it's going to be. You'll be able to buy a hundred well, of them. The, the thing is, is, that's the thing. When you win, you can say all the goofy crap you want. The thing people, is, people don't t-shirts. care. They, they eat it. They bring it to me. They're coach. going to lids and getting it put on a hat, monogram, all kinds of stuff. No, I mean da- Dabo Swinney is that guy. He he is what what I, I guess he's a little more goofy than Butch Jones, but he's basically you know someone who if he lost a bunch of people would be like, ugh, stop, just stop with your nonsense. He's a cheerleader. He is. I mean, it wasn't it uh, bring bring your own. What did Dabo say? Bring your own passion. Bring your own guts. Bring your own guts. That's what it was, and that that was like his tagline. Bring your own guts. That's so cheesy. When I you, want to see won your, a national championship. Let me it, see your insides. You win a national championship, and they hand you like a five year card, and you just flash it anytime you say something yeah. stupid. And they're like, "You're right, national title a couple years <laughs> yeah, ago." Sorry. Hey, yeah, it's better than Clemson. My fault. Yes, exactly. I mean. <laughs> If, if Butch this year makes it to the SEC championship game and fights a close game with LSU or Alabama and Tennessee wins 10 or 11 games, next year it'll be easier for him, and we'll give him a couple of passes on some of the cheesy things that are no doubt on the way. 
But if he struggles and wins seven games and you have a couple of ugly losses to teams like South Carolina and Vanderbilt, it's just going to mount. And it's, it's, I mean, he, you have to win. I, you can be a good guy. You can be a great person. At the end of the day, what we are talking about is success on the football field. And being a good guy doesn't mean you win a lot of games. So jumping back to those three quotes, what fits Butch Jones the best in your opinions? The insecurity. I, I think that's, that's really defined his time at Tennessee. The all looking at Twitter and, you know, just being – That it, final sentence, I think he gets the, caught up in the public opinion. I think he's an insecure guy. The media journal, or what, what did he call it? I'm paraphrasing the, that he keeps – Keeps a journal of yeah, he's of all insecurity. The, absolutely, like you would never say that. No, Especially, and if you have it and, and you think that true. you do that every day, if oh, that's an true. hour of your day when you wake up and have coffee, you write down and, and look at all the media things and you keep track of it. That's great. If you want to use that as motivation for yourself internally, it's all well and good. But that better be in a back closet of your office that no one ever sees. Yeah, don't I bet talk he's about got it. Really you good. don't tell your wife. You don't tell your kids. You don't got, tell anyone. He's got really good at his cursive J's and his cursive A's because John <laughs> Adams is all over that book. You go to mass. You tell your uh, priest. I, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta confess, Father, I've. I've been keeping a journal of all the nasty things the media says. I mean, you just you don't want to become a meme, and he's become a meme. He is. He's a meme. Very yeah. easy. It, it's there's very little effort in making a meme about him because it's oh yeah, it's a big heaping pile. He hands it right out there to you. Here you go. You Something don't even to have fun to. Of me about. You don't have to write the article. It's half written <laughs> for see, you. On the flip side of that, I think Tennessee fans, Vol Nation, folks here in Knoxville, even the local media, just helping Butch Jones. Do what he said coming in. Establish that brand. The Butch Jones brand. <laughs> that is his brand. Vol Nation's, Nation's just getting it out there. Yeah, sure. And help rev, you know revolutionize it. <laughs> if he wins three national championships and decides to retire, he'll have a career as a motivational speaker. He'll make oh, a fortune. Yeah. He'll, oh be, my he'll gosh. be Bill Clinton part two. He seriously will be. But I think I'll like him a little bit more than Bill. And I know I'll definitely like him more than Hillary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brad, sharing some political views this morning. I don't mind it. This is the Orange and White Report. We'll come back with the final segment of the show. A couple odds and ends. Charlie Burris, Brad Matthews, Tyler Wyatt. We'll be right back. Do you want to have a home that looks new or have concerns with your home's construction? Then Houseworks can help. Houseworks of Knoxville is a locally owned and operated home improvement contracting company with over 25 years of contracting experience. Whether it's a routine remodel or a complete overhaul, Houseworks is here to help. Kitchen and bathroom remodels, decks, patios, porches, siding, stonework, painting, roofing, we do it all. Houseworks is fully licensed, insured, and bonded, and all work is 100% guaranteed. For a free on-site estimate, give the experts at Houseworks a call at 865 865- 387-0058. Again, that's 865-387-0058. Professional services, affordable prices, houseworks. Hey, volunteers. Take advantage of a great opportunity to be a part of a professional golf event by volunteering to help with the new Sentinel Open presented by Pilot. The tournament offers a week of fun and interaction with golfers, golf fans, fellow volunteers, and web.com tour officials. Many jobs are available, some in the sun, some in the shade, and some indoors. It's your choice. Dates this year are for August 14th through the 20th. Pick your days, pick your shifts, and pick your job. Volunteers are provided with a t-shirt, hat, Meals and tickets for complete details on the variety of jobs available and how to register, visit www.knsopen.com. For our troops and their families, the military is more than a career. It's a journey, and every step along the way, the USO is there. It's an experience that that soldier will never forget. That's what the USO does. Be a part of their journey. Donate today at USO.org. Final segment of the Orange and White Report for your Wednesday. Hump day. A couple of odds and ends. Scooter Gannett last night. Uh, if you don't know who that is, he's a baseball player. Scooter! Did something pretty remarkable. Scooter Jeanette, man. All 5'8 of him. What did he do, Brad? 
four home runs in one game. Ten RBIs to boot. My goodness, he's Pretty just absurd. the 17th four-homer game in baseball history. He became wow. the 14th player ever to record 10 RBIs in a game prior to Tuesday. The 27-year-old Cincinnati native hadn't gone deep since April 11th, the first <laughs> week, or really the second week of the season. Wow. And last thing on Scooter Jeanette, his, his name, God-given name, or given name from his parents is not Scooter, obviously. Apparently, he, in middle school, or elementary school, had an issue with a little something at, at home, some behavioral issues. Okay. His mom took him to the police department and just, like, wanted to walk him around. He didn't want to get any trouble while he was there. Whenever he introduced himself to the police chief, said his name was Scooter. Wow. To avoid... <laughs> Smart kid. Any mischief. <laughs> he was like eight. Ah, what's your name? Scooter. It's Scooter. It's Scooter. It's definitely not... His name's like Corey. Real name. Corey something. Jeanette. I don't know, but like... <laughs> That's that's hilarious, I think. That's all I wanted to say. Smart kid. Historic moment in baseball. We'll snap and clear from the diamond. <laughs> Good times. We'll just uh we'll we'll finish on this. Funny story that I found I always like to kind of get get some of these more goofy news stories. A man what? in Wyoming. We're goofy guys. Actually, two men. Two men in Wyoming arrested after they reported to police that someone had stolen their weed. Now that so, how? Is an interesting phone called to 911. It's not as stupid as you might expect, but it is. Uh, so these guys are from Colorado. In Colorado, weed is, is legal. They both had medical marijuana cards. So if they were in Colorado, they're... Stum- somebody stole my sack, They're man. golden. But they're both working at Albertson's, I believe it's a grocery store in Wyoming. They have their medical marijuana cards from Colorado and stuff, which means nothing in Wyoming. <laughs> Someone steals their weed out of their hotel room. They hey. report it to the police... Hey, someone stole my weed. Here's my medical marijuana card. Look, I'm legal. It's legit. And and the police... Look, uh, you can scan it. ...talk to him, and they say, well, do you have weed on you? And he says, well, I don't have my plant weed, but I have synthetic weed uh, uh, up in up in my hotel room. Yeah. They say, well, can, I got, can you... Can not, you the, not the legal kind, but the illegal kind. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and so he's, they, they say, well, can you just show show us that? We just, you know, we just it's evidence. We just want to see what goes up, shows them the synthetic weed. They're both arrested immediately, and they get taken to jail. As they should for being just oh, the boy. biggest. I mean, sometimes you know, I'm, we we can have the weed debate all day, but, but when you're that dumb, you deserve it. Absolutely, you deserve it. You deserve eight hours of your life lost so going down the, in handcuffs. Is that a a nincompoop? That is a nincompoop. Or is that an ignoramus right there? <laughs> a little bit of both. I mean, if you look at this guy, I tried to show him to Periscope. I don't know if you can see. He looks like he's totally stoned. I mean, he's he just is. Wide-eyed, like we don't know that. That guy could be yeah. very, very well educated. Just had a mental lapse, maybe. Due to, or he looks like everyone that I ran Indica. into in Amsterdam the last. Week. <laughs> yeah, you're in Amsterdam. You know this life well. <laughs> yeah, if, there. If you call and say, "Hey, someone stole my weed," it's a very serious. They police take will it be, Yes. Well, well, let's find the guy. This is... <laughs> Tyler brought edibles into the show today. Oh yes, <laughs> and that's why it's been a ride. No, no, kid. I do have lollipops, and they're in uh, in a bag in my luggage still. <laughs> We'll have those tomorrow. Well, hey, uh, Tyler admitting he committed a crime on, <laughs> on live radio. Uh, but that's it for us. Just a funny story to end things off. Hopefully you're having a great Wednesday. I'm Charlie Burris. That's Brad Matthews and Tyler Wyatt. I truly was kidding. I didn't know that was going to lead yeah, to that. Yeah, I didn't know hey. that you were. <laughs> but it wouldn't be the first time I've, I've gotten in trouble. <laughs> but this is the Orange Wire Report. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, show will be up on iTunes and SoundCloud shortly if you missed any part of it. Share the show, maybe with your friends, your family, your pets. Always your pets. I don't know. Maybe your dog's a Tennessee fan. Get him get him in here. Get everybody listening to this show. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow.